Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It Was All Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What is going on? What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? A lot of interesting stuff this week. A lot of interesting character study to talk about, I think. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, You know that's something I'm always... uh, I always like to dive into whenever we're we're talking about the stuff that we're talking about. Um, Let's start and not hesitate at all with Moon Knight. Yeah, let's jump We've dive. gotten now two episodes of Moon Knight, the latest uh, Marvel Disney Plus show starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Yes. Give me your overall impression so far after the first two episodes. Overall impression is... It held my interest. I want to see what happens next, but I feel like there's there's some problems inherent in this material. So one, you've got to get everybody interested in Egyptian mythology and people we've never heard of before. Okay. Because you get like Osiris. Uh, Khonshu is the, the moon god. Yeah. Um, like You have... Uh, what is what is the one um, like two gods from Egypt? We need to we need to ramp that up. Amit is Amit. the other one that that Ethan Hawke um, is involved with. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see that. It's so a, it's a whole be- nother mythology that we have to become accustomed to. Got to become accustomed to the whole other mythology, which is fine. Uh, the second thing is Ethan Hawke. This is probably the first time I've enjoyed Ethan Hawke since um, he was in a movie called Daybreakers about vampires. And oh, you're not an Ethan Hawke fan? I'm not. He, I don't get much like the, the, the Ethan Hawke's character's cult in this movie. I don't get the cult of Ethan Hawke in real life. <laughs> Like I, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I don't know what we're all getting out of it, uh, and and that was one of the problems I had with this, uh, with this show. It's like I'm not quite understanding what's like, what's the benefit of his cult, and what's the, like, what what are we doing here? But I'm sure those will all be answered. How do you feel about it before we get to the obvious Oscar Isaac? Kierkegaard um, I am intrigued. Is mm-hmm. what I'd say. I'm interested in how this all develops. Yes. Um, I'm not having a bad time watching it. Like it, it's an enjoyable watch. I'm more, I, I think it's, I'm curious because for the first time, Marvel has presented me something that I have next to no knowledge of. I am in the same the, the, boat. Right. The closest things that I've gotten to that have been um, probably way back Guardians of the Galaxy okay. when that came out. And then recent ones like uh, Shang-Chi and, and the Eternals where I didn't. But like I would say the least amount of knowledge that I have prior to any marvel property so far is moon knight i agree with that i mean outside of the 10 rings of power the mandarin and its relationship to iron man both in comics and in film i was not aware of shang chi so yeah like i i was aware of shang chi but i did not know full background stuff like i did not have a foundation to to draw off of foundational base yeah so that's kind of the same with this like i know of moon knight i kind of get what the thing is where he's got um uh this is what is it called it it was it used to be called multiple personality disorder now it's it's something else i think that's what it's yeah i think that's like the proper name is it used to be called schizophrenia 
No, now it's called disassociative identity identity disorder instead of multiple identity disorder. So um, that's what it's called now. Um, so l- let's get into it. Moon Knight. Yes. We start out with Stephen Grant, who suffers from blackouts at night. Um, and he is trying to prevent himself from have like leaving the house and not knowing what he's doing so he changed himself up he put sand around his bed uh he works at a museum during the day uh he's a very kind of um almost like a recluse and very into uh egyptian mythology although they won't let him do any of the museum tours at the museum he works at he just works in the gift shop um and he's just presented as very like meek fragile person um soft-spoken crazy accent from oscar isaac that has grown on me because people are complaining about it, but I've decided it's more funny than annoying. I am still on the fence, but uh, so what I was going to say about his character study is this. Well, number all right, wait, let me go back. So he's trying to stay uh, in bed and not sleepwalk or have whatever his he believes he's having. I like the synergy of Egypt and sand and mummies and all that. And the sand he spreads around his bed. Yep, absolutely. See if he's taken any steps or done anything like that. Slash. Uh, his accent. I it, that was the only thing I could focus on for the first chunk of this of the first episode, and then I realized like it was so weird. But I actually could see a different person when when mark took over and steven was no longer right yeah so i think to your point like as ridiculous as the accent is i think it's important yeah i do because it really does differentiate the two people it may be a little heavy-handed but it does (laughs) set a very clear line of who is who um yeah so let's let's dive into that further so he essentially is stephen grant but there is another person inside of him right that he identifies as mark specter mark specter mark specter happens to be an american mercenary yes who would have died we find out in episode two we find out in episode two, but was saved by the Egyptian god Khonshu and is now a servant of his. And I suppose in, as a result of bringing him back to life, he created this alter ego for the body that was Mark Spector. So I, my question is, is that what they did, which could be, or... Right. Is it he was... No, it wouldn't be he was someone else because they have pictures of him in that body. I was going to say, did they... Did he, his body, Mark Spector's body, die and then was put into another body? But it seems like... I think you're right. He was always... Right now, my belief, and I think you'd agree, is that he was Mark Spector prior to being Stephen Grant. He definitely was. Okay. But I feel like we need to do a better job in episode three of laying some things out. Yeah. They laid some stuff out in, in episode two a little bit more to give us a more of an understanding. Um, but I will let, I mean, do you want to just talk about the two episodes combined or do you want to go episode by episode? Let's combine them. Let's combine them. So the, uh, essentially in the very beginning where it's, it's very uh, slow for the first half where we're really establishing having a day in the life of Stephen Grant. And then all of a sudden stuff starts taking off where he wakes up. We don't 
know what's happened to him and he doesn't know what's happened to him and he's in the countryside um at the i guess the village or wherever the main operation is of ethan hawk and his cult um ethan hawk's uh character being arthur harrow that's his name um and he keeps dipping in and out of consciousness and unconsciousness depending on the risks that he's about to take so for instance he unknowingly as mark specter stole a scarab that was important to arthur harrow he's being chased and then when he's trying to give the scarab back the his body mark specter and conchu they will not allow him to do so won't allow him to do so fended it off but I have to say the scene where they're doing the cuts between consciousness or the like zapping them back to the bedroom. Yes. Very well done. Very interesting. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Like I said about Ethan Hawke, not a big fan, but he is doing something in this, in this show that interests me. And I think it's, he's subdued. And I think when it comes to Ethan Hawke, less is more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and they're doing good like they're laying out good groundwork for his character as a villain as well because I one of the most important things as for a villain especially in a superhero movie is un, like you may not agree mm-hmm. with what they're trying to do but you can understand the logic behind why they're doing what they're doing. If that makes sense. So like with Arthur Harrow, what he is doing where he is preemptively uh, essentially killing people before they do something terrible. It's more or, minority report. Kind of. Yes. Right. So like, you can understand how he got to that place and he's worshiping a god or he is the um i don't know the servant of an egyptian god who was about that right wanted to just rid the world of all sin by preemptively doing it so that sin could never happen right yep and so you kind of you understand why he's doing that but then obviously there's a good exchange in episode two between Stephen Grant and Arthur Harrow of like him basically saying, isn't that kind of insane? Yeah. And I feel like though, neither entity, like there is no hero yet in my mind in this show. There is no good guy yet. Correct. Correct. Because then you have other things where it's like, you know, now, Khonshu is someone blackmailing. who wants, he yeah. also has kind of the same vibe, right? Where he's right. trying to punish bad people, but it's after they've done the bad thing. Yeah. Obviously, he has extreme methods as well, where it's also results in death for the bad people. But I guess at least they've done the bad thing first. Well, that's like, how can you keep a show going where the premise is the hero has to wait till the villain kills you before he'll punish the villain. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to move away from that. I don't know if it's it's that, though. Like, he's not... That's a little bit of an extreme case. Like, it could be anything. Like, he's killing Arthur Harrow's people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just minions. So Also true. Um. I'm sure if someone was like attempting to kill someone, that would be considered doing a bad well thing enough. and he can j- jump He's in. You know justice. what I mean? Um, also, though, don't you find it interesting that Kanchu with his comments about justice, like it all, every moon night, all the night featured masked vigilantes all stem from the Batman, I am justice, I am the night, like mythos. Um, yeah, I, and the people always say that um, Moon Knight is uh, Marvel's version of Batman, 
Um, I disagree. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I can see certain similarities between the two. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah I see. I'm seeing it already, but we have to get we have to get further down the line. As for as for the case study in in acting, Oscar Isaac is doing something like he he. It was worth watching two episodes to watch how he performed. Whether you like yeah. the character or the or the marvel of it all, mm-hmm. he did he did it he did a thing. Yeah, because it's important that you're getting both doses of Moon Knight where you're getting yeah. the Stephen Grant and you're getting Mark Spector. Absolutely. Um, the, how did you like the um, the Moon Knight versus Mr. Knight dynamic? That, I, I thought that was a kind of fun twist too. Yeah. With where Stephen Grant was told to summon the suit yeah. and then he summons an actual suit. I like that. Um, I know Mr. Knight, I guess, is a persona of Moon Knight from the comic yeah. books. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if comic book fans were too happy with that because I don't know if that's the actual persona is Stephen Grant in the comic books. But, you know, I, I thought it was a fun little twist. Um, I thought it was a fun little twist. And for those people who's like, uh, and I'm sure they're out there, whose favorite character is Moon Knight, uh, they must have loved that. I think they probably would have loved that. Um, but, go ahead. And then we also have the life that Mark Spector had prior to Stephen Grant, where he was married and going on adventures. Yes. And yes. we are introduced with his estranged wife Layla estranged wife Layla who spoiler alert Kanshu wants to use as the next uh, Moon Knight after yes which is why he continues to do do what he's doing because he's trying to prevent that which means it's not a good job slash Kanshu's not a good guy in, in all likelihood so I wonder how, like, how I'm curious the shift that's going to happen where he frees himself from Kanchu and allows, but still maintains all the power of the suit. I don't know if he, he's ever going to. Yeah. So that'll be curious to see. I don't know if he's ever going to. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out as well. I want to give a shout out too to someone. In this um, episode. Okay. A shout out to the voice of Yes, Kanchu, that's who I want to do. F. Murray, Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham is doing a awesome job. So the law offices of F. Murray and Abraham, he is I, I love this actor. I was watching this these two episodes like oh, that voice, that voice. It's what is that? That he's so good. What is that voice? And I did not know going in. Like, I came into Moon Knight blind. Um, he was so good in Amadeus. He was so good in a movie not everybody loved, but I did, uh, 13 Ghosts, the remake. He just, like, he just nails it. Oh, and, and there was a horrible, everybody despised this movie except me, uh, called Mobsters with a young Christian Slater and F Murray Abraham was the, he was banging in that movie. It was awesome. Um, he also, um, I, I don't know if you've seen it because you don't have Apple TV, but mm. he is a great character in um, the show mythic quest. Oh, that's I'm the sure show that, um, Oh my gosh. Now I'm forgetting his name, Mac from always sunny. He yeah. wrote another show and stars oh, in it, cool. and um, he's in that show, and he he's very funny. He like it's about video game developers, and he is a writer of a yeah big time science fiction series, <laughs> and he's a writer for the the video game 
but he's obviously old and out of touch and right. hysterical. He's so good on that show. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Um, what else, what else are we thinking about? Moon? Where where do we think we're going here? What what do you want to find out about? What do you need some more clarity on? Um, where would you like the next four episodes to go? Like, what are you thinking? I need. I need more clarity on, uh, quite frankly, on where we're going. Like I, so he, I need, I need this dual personality situation explained just a little bit more. I mm-hmm. definitely need the third episode to now that, uh, Ethan Hawke has the scarab. What are we going to do? Like, what is the point? It points the way to the tomb. We're going right. to go to the tomb. Okay, fine. But like, um, um, I think here's where I think we're going. I think we wake her up, and then it's up to Moon Knight to be in a constant battle with her and her minions. Possibly, yeah, because I know it does look like from the trailer, um, there was a trailer for I guess the last four episodes of the season. It does look mm. like we're going to Egypt in the next episode. Yes. Um, and I'm happy that we're gonna get more mark specter in control of things like i'm ready for that so um the stephen grant show is fine um but it's it was starting to get a little much so i'm glad they're balancing it out a little bit more very Um, glad i want to see like i know we're not gonna get a huge tie-in with the rest of the mcu i know that was a big um reason why Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke signed on in the first place is because they wanted this to be able to live on its own as a standalone series. However, I would like to see some, at least teases to some characters that we've been looking for, like that would be tied to, um, that would be tied to Moonlight, for instance, um, Werewolf by Night. Ah, which was ah, okay. the um, debut comic that Moon right. Knight was in. Like that would be a fun character Real to ha- have. Um, I maybe even another Blade tease. I um, to get that kind of like. I'm so ready for Blade. Dark kind of horror, you know, MCU stuff in there because you got that tease from the Black Knight. I'm ready for and that. his, you know, for, uh, in the Eternals, that would be cool to have another tease there. Um, and also possibly Ghost Rider as well. Those are now, all characters that are kind of tied together. You have the whole Midnight Suns possibilities as well, because they were like a teamed up group. So like the characters like that would be cool to see where they might not be establishing a huge right. connection to existing mcu properties but, but i'd like to see connection to future mcu properties would be cool how do you feel about um ghost rider and would you want to see nicholas cage return as ghost rider um i would be fine to see him return, but I think it would have to be a multiverse thing. A multiversal like, I don't want to see like love Nicolas Cage, yeah. but I don't need a full ghost, another full Ghost Rider movie with him running the show. Word. So give me a you know an up and comer who's ready to play the role of Ghost Rider and a, a, a reboot or even a semi reboot the- or something like that. You know? That was like the hot thing for a minute. <laughs> and Ghost Rider is a character too that it's not always the same person. Right. right? There's right, multiple right, right. Ghost Riders. So even if you wanted to do something where um, who was Nicolas Cage played Johnny Blaze, where he's Blaze. passing the, the torch, pun intended, to, the, to next the next guy, like I'm fine with that too. I can dig it. But I think there needs to be a next guy. I'm, I'm, at the very I, I, least I'm, I'm i'm down with that um okay well we will continue with moon knight for next time when we get a new episode hmm. um let's do some rolling or trolling 
we are going to start out with yes. the unfortunate news. This isn't really rolling or trolling. There's nothing to roll with or troll with, but there is the unfortunate news that Bruce Willis was diagnosed yes. with aphasia and is stepping away from acting. Now, we both lo- enjoy oh, yeah. a ton of movies that Bruce Willis was in. My favorite movie ever, as I have said many times on this podcast, yep. is Die Hard. And obviously, Bruce Willis is a huge part of why what made that movie great um right. so what what are your thoughts and you know, i mean it's sad on Bruce it's, it's obviously sad i i'm with you 100 percent. like grew up watching all the bruce willis movies diehards everything else lately he and, and and i was thinking about this thing since the news broke lately he's been making really terrible movies and a lot of mm-hmm. movies all at once and they've yep. been all but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I need to put together the retirement package because yeah. I'm going to have medical bills now, you know? Possibly, and yeah, which is Even though sad. he's a bazillionaire, you, it's never enough. You have a family, you want to leave your family something, and you know you have to deal with this. So it's like, you know, that was his, he was doing his work cramming in the last season there mm-hmm. of his of his life you know and and putting that together that's so that's how i read kind of the last two years of movies um yeah. and it is and i wonder too that he did yeah. end up with a bit of a reputation yeah of not you, being the most pleasant person to be around on set think i it was wonder this well, I wonder if this has something to do with, like, I, I don't know if it was, he was always that way or not, mm-hmm. but I do know later on his in his career, he was yeah. seen to be that way. And I wonder if this, not to excuse anything, but I wonder but, if this yeah. had, you know, contributed to, to that. I absolutely, I could see that that being a, a highly likely possibility. Um I mean, regardless, it's he. How do you say this without being rude? Like, there are actors out there who, you know, every actor emotes and communicates through their craft. But Bruce Willis was at one time a really dynamic, like, serious, comedic action star yeah so for him to lose in a sense you know or or in the be in the process of losing who he was or who he is is extra sad to me because like he you know in in die hard he was he was exceedingly funny as well as being the everyman action star yeah and super relatable so it's just it's just sad well, I, I mean, just look, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. You know, he always had a throughout the 2010s. He always had, um, you know, a couple movies come out every year. And then yeah. I look at 2019. He had one, two, three, four, five, six movies yeah. come out in 2019. One, two, three, four movies come out in 2020. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies come out in 2021. And he's got for this year, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies to come out that if they haven't already come out uh, for 2022. So, plus, there's three others without dates that are in post production. So, like, you know, in three years, he's done 30 plus movies worth of work um kind of crazy how one he was doing that and two if people were aware of his situation um which i'm sure they must have been um if they were taking advantage of that situation in any way that's sad as well but you know i don't think they were taking advantage of like i think he was is in control enough to do i think it's what i thought i think it's he's putting a chunk of change together he's putting a retirement package together and just banging it out and or he's 
clinging to his craft because even if he was a dick to work with that time, could be as well he is a guy who had to love acting absolutely absolutely and he you know jersey represent jersey represent uh we will leave that there let's move on to mm. and i don't even know how far we want to get into this because mm. everyone has just been non-stop oh. about this and also hasn't been or whatever so i'll go with the yeah. latest Chris, news from the, i don't know if you know ever... about this was there something i missed at the oscars this year yeah um so let's the latest from that event is that will smith yeah. has been banned from the oscars for 10 Ooh. years by the yeah. academy um, apparently and he has he withdrew from the academy on his own right. and apologized to chris rock for smacking him in the middle of the oscars while he was doing a nomination um so we can talk as much or as little as you want about this i know i have fatigue thoughts from all of it i I am been so many takes i am fatigued by it uh as well but it so here's what's ironic i i ignored the oscars this year because i was like it has just gone down yeah i did too i only saw it on twitter i didn't see it ditto yeah i was like i don't need it anymore i don't need to watch this it sucks watching a bunch of famous people pat themselves on the back it's not even like the billy crystal days where he's putting on a show Mm -hmm. like bill that was billy putting on a show and we just happen to be giving out awards right and you know, or like there were, you know, I even enjoyed Jimmy Kimmel hosting. Uh, the, it's there was no, there was no juice there anymore. And then this happened, and I was like, all right, I, it might have been worth it to just to catch that in real time and be like stunned with the rest of America. I find a couple things interesting. One, he slapped him; he didn't punch him. Yeah, which. I only found odd days later upon reflection. I'm like, yeah, I guess he, he incredible got form slapped. though. Incredible form. Like super hyper extended the hand. <laughs> followed form, through. Definitely followed through. Emphasized the follow through. And paused, almost like paused for a moment so people could see the follow through. But it was two grown men, and one grown man slapped. Open hand slapped another grown man in the face. The next thing is you then sit down and watch the show for another 40 minutes after you've assaulted another adult not only on that, live though, television. But like 10 minutes 10 later. Million witnesses. Right. But 10 minutes later, you also win an award win. yourself yes. and go up and give oh. a speech. And that speech was crazy i did not so i loved will i i loved will smith i'm i've I've fallen out of love with him a little bit Um, i yeah i i I could do a whole like put on my you know glasses and sit in my chair taking notes like psychoanalysis of will smith right and yeah there's everything going on there with there's there's stuff, stuff going on with him and that relationship and whatever it is um i think my overall take is yes. one like the most important thing is like we can all just move past this now this has gotten yeah. ridiculous um two i think if if chris rock knew the situation that Jada had uh-huh. that he knew that she has a medical condition right and still told that joke i think it's distasteful correct it's not it's not in good taste it's not in good fun it is right. a it's a low blow if he knew which is right. uh you know he, it's a big effort. he says he he did not or he has people in his camp that say he didn't know. Right. So 
you know, whatever. And to those benefit of the doubt stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, regardless if he knew or not, the you response slap another was man. not warranted. Yeah. That's also a given. To, to those people that are like, how could he not know? She's talking about it all the time. I live in this world too. And I didn't know nothing about Jada Pinkett right. Smith. It's not at all crazy to think that he didn't yeah, know. Exactly. Well, I don't know why he needs to be up. And He's a you know 50 plus year old man that's going about his life what right what is he like he's keeping tabs on jada's tiktok where she's talking about this you know jada's tiktok i think he was i think the joke was funny i'm gonna say it i think it was i think the joke joke. uh, it wasn't even like a joke in my opinion it was a callback again could have been distasteful but at the same time i one I think was off the cuff. I don't think it was planned at all. Hundred percent off the cuff. Two, like, was not like in my mind was not that f- like regardless of what was going. I like if she funny. just shaved her head or whatever. Yeah, I didn't think it was that funny because it's very dated. It is very. It is. It's dated. not something that's going to like. It's not like there haven't been a million GI Jane jokes told before. Like it was not. Well, yeah. cl- very clever. It was low hanging fruit, in my opinion. It was low hanging fruit. I'll give you that. I think for the room he was in, it was an appropriate joke. Like I'm trying to think of a movie recently that's GI Jane esque. Like what is the other? I don't know uh, if you really have one. You could do exactly. like maybe like a Britney Spears joke. A Britney is the closest Spears joke, thing you could like do that. because when she, but th- then you're talking about someone who went through like a whole mental breakdown. So, is, so that's probably wor- that's probably even like right. more dangerous, right? Here's my other here's my other point on this. Again, America, lighten up. Like it was a GI Jane joke. You could tell that joke to your grandmother. If you wanted to, like it was that innocuous, and I just it was just odd. Yeah, it, it was a very odd situation. I there were still parts of me that, you know, it, uh, the day after everything happened, I still thought there was a possibility it was staged. Absolutely, because of how surreal it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, I don't think that any longer. No. Um, and if he's not going to press charges, then that's it. We're done talking. About well, he did. He didn't. He already did. He already declined yeah. to. He declined right. to that night. Then so we're that's then it. We're done. We're, we're done. And they'll but work it out. And they're everybody else like... needs to stop pretending that there was any cause, whether she was offended or not, whether he said the worst possible thing he could have said. It's, you know, if if Will Smith had not gotten up and acted that way. And the and after the show, they were like, "Wow, that was a really distasteful joke." Or my love to Jada, or Absolutely. tweeted out that stuff. Fine, but after he responded the way he did, nope, that's it. I came out loving Chris more than I did before because he took the slap, paused a moment, and then his lightning fast comedy brain moved the show along. Like he threw out a quip, he got us yeah. back on track. And he was like, that's why he's a comedian. That's and why you know how he stage. said under his breath, oh, I could. Yeah. Because you knew for a second he debated really going in, but didn't. Oh, yeah. And just took the, you know, took the high road. Um, I, yeah, I, I also think to add to everyone who's having full like, oh, what this means for whatever, like this whole big like this was such an impactful event yeah. and like is terrible for children to have seen and like all this well, stuff also need to like calm down like, yeah like children like oh this type of violence being yeah. seen on television like they've never seen anything more violent on television before like need I to agree. also calm down a little bit as well i like it's n- obviously you. not a good thing There's, but like let's I, have I a depart, little perspective i depart from you in one aspect <clears throat> The, I think, had they removed him and the viewer saw an action and a consequence, I think it would have been fine. But the fact that the viewer saw an action 
and then they gave him an award, I think is the worst connection of two issues. Yeah, I mean, like, not to get, politi- not to get political, watching. but we did just have four years of <laughs> well, terrible actions with exactly. no consequences. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the country so, is changing. you know, changing. That's, that's, that's gone. And done that is gone. Let's move on before we yes. get ourselves into uh, too deep water. Um, water. A couple more things here. There is a Sherlock Holmes TV universe in the works at HBO Max with HBO with sorry with Robert Downey Jr. producing but not necessarily starring in. I'm good with it. I think RDJ had a problem breaking away from Iron Man. He was in Sherlock, which worked. Sherlock Holmes, and then he tried to do Dr. Doolittle, which did not work. And I would say his particular Sherlock Holmes, I think, would work in a series format. Like, I would tune in to watch a a 40-minute episode of of his version of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the two Sherlock Holmes movies that he did. I had a lot of fun watching Um, those two movies. I think weirdly, we are like, we've done a lot of Sherlock Holmes stuff though. So that's where I'm kind of like, do we need this? Um, But I would be fine with it. I'm sure it would be interesting. Um, We certainly don't need need another modern Sherlock Holmes adaptation. Like if we're going to do it, take me back to old London. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi is open I'm to in. doing another Tobey Maguire-led Spider-Man movie. Rolling. Rolling. I'm rolling so hard that I've, I've rolled the car up to the top of the mountain, and then I'm rolling it back down. So here's my question. If yes. he were to do a Spider-Man 4, yeah. what, who would you want the villain to be? In a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire, Tobes, I would like to see the Tobey Maguire version of the Vulture because I always enjoyed uh, watching that. Like I always enjoyed reading the the Vulture versions of the comics. Um, But my favorite ever, uh, my favorite ever character was actually Hobgoblin from the comic books. And from the, um, from the cartoon, I've always wanted to see a live action okay. Hobgoblin. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I think I would, I'd be good with seeing Craven, but I know Ooh. they're doing their own Craven movie. So who knows um, what is going to happen with that? So I was right. always interested in that. Um, but I, I guess we've gotten Electro, we've gotten the Lizard, um, you know, we've got, obviously we got Venom. Yes. Um, I th- I like the idea of Hobgoblin as well. I think that's a that would be an interesting one. That could be cool. And you know who? And you have two things here too that we're missing. One, you could do a uh, a Flash. <laughs> You know, from the Joe Mangalangalango. Yeah. Um, like that was his breakout movie. Like, you could do that. Or I would cast Kevin Bacon as Hobgoblin. Interesting. I feel like he would bring something to the role. He could be like a subdued character in real life and he could play totally over the top as the Hobgoblin. Yeah. So yeah. I would watch that. I don't know why. For some reason, Kevin Bacon strikes me as the as the right guy for that. Okay, I can see that. Um, lastly, House of the Dragon, the Game House of Thrones of prequel, will premiere August twenty first. This mm. is less a rolling or trolling, and more. I would want. I want to gauge your excitement for this, given where we left off with Game of Thrones. What is your excitement level for House of the Dragon? I'm at a I'm at like a five out of ten on this. Okay. One, I don't think anybody 
wanted it necessarily. Two, if it's vintage Game of Thrones, I'm yeah. okay. But if it's All like right. last season Game of Thrones, then I'm not even going to watch past the first episode. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I, I agree with that as well. I'm excited. I, my hopes are up a little bit because um, Benioff and Weiss have nothing to do with this yeah. iteration. Um, and they are, in my opinion, the ones who are the, that ruined it. the downfall for the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. That's um, my standpoint is still, if you were sick of doing the show, you should have passed it on to, to people, who, people who wanted to take over. Um, but that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right. That's going to do it for rolling or trolling. Let's get into last week's or last episode's uh, yeah. suggestions. Yes. Uh, Neil, you watched Winning Time, the latest HBO series about the Indeed. Los Angeles Lakers. And I watched a movie from 2012 yes. starring Patton Oswald and Johnny Knoxville and Rob Riggle called Nature calls let's start with you because i feel like we'll both have more to say about winning time agreed i think this will be quick for me yeah there was a lot of shouting in this movie yes. shouting to be funny no. doesn't make necessarily it make it funny um i know that's rob riggle's shtick yes. which at times it is funny but like in doses like agreed when you make him the star is yeah. perfect for rob riggle that was great that was funny and him being loud and obnoxious worked <laughs> um th- this was a weird movie that do you, you remember the movie watch. without a paddle i do remember that movie although yeah. it's been so long since i've seen it it's just it struck me as shades of that this is not something i would go back to again yeah but it was something I experienced and I didn't want to have experienced it alone. So I inflicted you know it what? upon you. I'm fine with that. I yeah. think especially it's shockingly dated. Yeah, agreed. For only being 10 years old. Um, especially in today's climate. Mm. Um, there's a fair amount of, not to be too woke, toxic masculinity displayed. Yeah. In this what movie, you, what did you think about? Because as I've aged, I've actually come to appreciate Johnny Knoxville more. How do you feel about him in this film? Um, slash in life, in life, I'm fine with it. Like I, I think, you know, he's had an interesting career, right? Um, you know, I obviously his the the jackass stuff is always going to be the number one thing he's ever done his bread and butter him as an actor for me personally you know he's not the greatest actor i've ever seen um so he's just like fine but like the stuff he does with jackass is like legit to where like i can't watch it because i get too cringy but like i like you know, that takes yeah, guts takes to keep returning to that. Um, I also <laughs> do want to get. say R.I.P. Patrice O'Neill, who is oh, yeah, in this movie. Right. Um, so R.I.P. to him. Uh, this was the last movie that he was actually ever in. This is his last credited movie on ah, IMDb. Okay. Because yeah, he died in 2011 and the movie came out in 2012. Um. And, you know, Patton Oswalt was kind of doing his thing, too. But he's great, very good voice actor, but to me is not a good lead. live action actor. He's not a lead um, guy. Um, so eh, those are pretty much my thoughts. Uh, nice to see like uh, Daryl Hammond. Yes. Doing something. Remember him? Remember Daryl Hammond? Yeah. 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 He, was, he was, you know, he had his time. He yeah. had his time. Um, winning time. Let's talk winning time. time. Uh, I, you were right. Um, I am enjoying this show. Okay. I 
have no love for basketball. I'm going. I know you, know, you don't. I've never, I've of never course. been shy about that. But and but I did like the reason I like this is there's many reasons, but it it was it's some of the same reason I liked uh, the Last Dance with the Michael Jordan thing. The nostalgia factor is real. Mm-hmm. I like a documentary, but I like what they're doing in winning time especially i like a mockumentary but not even because it Someone, is it's filmed real. like an old documentary yes but scripted but they also break the fourth wall a lot they break the fourth wall a lot which is very adam mckay in that way and i like that there's like cracks in the film. Like it looks like it, when it's in the seventies, yeah. it looks like it was filmed in the seventies. Yeah, absolutely. As we move up um, that I enjoy. I've always enjoyed that kind of thing. Second, uh, I think all the actors are doing an excellent job, mm-hmm. including the guy playing magic. Yeah. And John C. Riley is let's talk about John C. Riley for a minute. Let's do it. He had a joke at an Oscars that was good, uh, a good Oscars, where he was like, I, you know, look at my career. I did both Boogie and Talladega Nights. Yeah. Like he really has done it all throughout his career. Yep. And been good at it all, including singing. Like I, I actually enjoy listening to his songs from the Dewey Cox story. Uh, my, my thing with him in this is he is like so sweet. Like I just love his character. Yeah. Like he's yeah. such a nice guy. And, but and flawed, you know, but, but nice. flawed, a flawed, yes. well, very flawed. Um, I still have more to see, so I can't judge the whole thing. Okay. But I'm digging it. I I love what's his name's performance as the coach. Uh, and I did not realize they used his silhouette as the NBA. Jerry West. Yeah. Jerry West. Yep. Um, that's uh, uh, now I'm blanking on his name. I'll look it up real quick. That's yeah. um, Jerry West. Uh, Jason he- Clark. Jason Clark doing an excellent job. Yeah. And then finally, the, the here's what is is taking me out of it. The okay. one thing that I'm not enjoying is speaking of wokeness, is that uh the owner, the other half owner. Okay. Is like, you know, they're really laying it on thick that he's this misogynist, terrible white guy how many episodes have you watched two okay so he's not even in it after episode two so you don't have to oh, about okay yeah because yeah, it's like you're laying it on because he buys the team outright from that guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so he'll do yeah he's he's done so not a, not even a factor anymore Cuckoo, after that episode um yeah and it's gonna it's gonna get better so like part of what i like about it too is almost every episode is a um spotlight on a particular character as well and you're going to see that like when if you continue with the show in episode three they're going to introduce like there's a lot of characters that they're already juggling through two episodes they're going to introduce more characters as the show goes on so in episode three there's a brand new character I, I won't give away, um, yeah. but he is an important figure with the Lakers historically. He's going nice. to be played by a famous, well-known actor that you're going to be like, oh, hey. And hey, um, all of a sudden, the episode is going to, a lot of the episode is going to be focused on him. So like nice. you had the first episode was kind of focused on Jerry Buss and Magic Johnson. Then right. the second episode, you're getting full Jerry West, right? With Jason Clark. The next episode is going to be focused on this guy. The next episode is going to be focused on the next guy. Uh, so they, they're kind of doing it like that while the other stuff is playing out, out. in other scenes as well. Um, and 
for a show that has as wide a net and as wide a cast as they have mm-hmm. so far i'm halfway through the the season there's supposed to be 10 episodes uh, five have come out so far the sixth will come out tonight um they're doing a very good job of you know balancing all of those different things and surprisingly not spreading themselves too thin where they're very well could yeah I, I can see that. And I think they're doing a great job. I would like to see more of this type of thing with other either sports or genres or like if you were going to do this, this type of show, what would you want that to be about? Like if you were going to choose the topic, so and you're like, going to do I, this I, type of thing, this type of dot mock you documentary yeah and i think they they do this with a lot of stuff too like you Mm. look at all the fx stuff where they did the oj simpson yes the like you know the versace but this type of breaking the fourth wall mix of comedy mix of that like what would you what would your choice for a topic be like what are we exploring topic b well like i i could tell you a bunch of yeah sports different sports stuff like i you know just i won't go too dive too deep into that um so then i would say oh god what would be some good like anything kind of celebrity related could be good i think again sports wise you could still do like um you know, you did have like that uh, show with The Rock where he was like an NFL agent, oh, like, yeah, but that was fictionalized. Yeah, right. That was really yeah. cheesy and not great. Um, yeah. I would do like if I'm sticking with basketball, I would love to see the 90s New York Knicks um, okay. because they I just I read a book that came out uh, about them yeah. um, called uh, Blood in the Garden because they were known for just being absolutely brutal um, to all the teams they faced. And they were facing off against uh, the Michael Jordan bulls every year, despite Mm -hmm. being so physical with that team losing year after year when they were, you know, if Michael Jordan wasn't around, they arguably could have been champions. Um, And there's some overlap too, because Pat Riley, who eventually becomes the coach of the Lakers um, during the Magic Johnson era, um, right. he was the coach in the early 90s for the Knicks. Um, so I think that would be a cool juxtaposition because I think the go to would be to do the like the fictionalized version of the last dance MJ Bulls. I, like I think it's more interesting, it would be more interesting to see the losers from that era, the perennial losers from the MJ era with the Knicks. Right. So I think that would be really cool. I, I can dig that. I could dig that. If you were going to do, yeah, all right. If you're going to stick with the sports idea. I see. I like the notion of traveling through time, which was what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing like the seventies into the eighties and the dynasty. The, yeah. But I would love to see a, this type of thing done about Jack Nicholson's life. Okay. That could be cool. Because here's a guy who has worked with every superstar who knew every single superstar in yeah. Hollywood from 1960 to today. Yeah. And you could get like, you know, you could get actors to play all these famous people yeah. and all these heads of studios. And then plus you're watching someone do an impression of Jack. So it's going to be fun. Like I that I want to make that like that's the yeah. thing I want to see. And you know what's funny too, and I know I've kind of said this last episode, and I did hmm. steal this, but and I haven't watched this show, but the crown is literally this. Like, it, it that's what the, the crown is, where you're going through yep. the full decades of of yep. of that royal family's life, and different right. people play them each decade each season and, and without the fourth wall breaking like can you imagine right. whoever's playing jack nicholson looking into the camera with the eyebrows and the yeah. smile and yeah. saying absolutely shit. like that would be great 
And this, that's a good question too. That's something that now I'm going to be thinking of is like, what are, what is stuff I would like to see? Yeah. It's such a great concept to do. And a lot of, there's a lot of TV right now that has come out that is fictionalized versions of actual events. The only difference right. is they're like, right now they're limited series. So like, even right now we have a show about um, the, uber people you have a show about the WeWork people you have you know you have all that stuff um but like the idea that like this show one is moving at such a slow pace like i'm halfway through the season and we're through maybe like the first month of the nba season that they're covering right now right so like it's a slow paced show as far as where they're taking you through time right where Mm. the showtime lakers you you know um magic johnson is diagnosed in the early 90s we're in 79 right now i know this could be a 10 plus season show and not only that but you can also after magic johnson you could skip that fast forward a couple years and get into the Kobe Bryant and Shaq Kobe. Lakers. You know what I mean? That could be Absolutely. a whole show in itself as well. Um, so, like, this is definitely something different. Like, what's something that you could actually take through the decades, like you're saying, or through the years and yeah, do season after season of um, that? I think that could be really cool. We'll see. We'll see where this takes us. I think this could potentially be like, listen, is it the greatest show ever made through five episodes? No, but it's entertaining as heck. And I think it could be surprisingly influential in what we see from TV in the future. I, I approve. And I hope so because I am enjoying it. Awesome. Well, let's make our suggestions for, for next episode. What do you say? Uh, I have, I say yes, and I have two suggestions, and okay. I know you've seen them both, but I don't care because I've done a rewatch of both of these films. You need a rewatch of both of these films. Okay. And you will love, I feel you would love to watch either. And if, and right. one of them, one of them you will jump at immediately, the <laughs> other you'll be like, would I love to watch it? And then you'll get halfway through it and realize how much you loved this movie as a kid. Give it to me. Okay. One is an action movie. Okay. The other is a sports movie. Okay. I'm so, already excited about either either one. Yes. And and it's and both uplifting, heartwarming. Uh, you are you are gonna feel good after love movies. It. And so we need some joy right now. Absolutely. After Slapgate. <laughs> so what do you, are you sported out for the week and you want action? You know, or do you I'll, want to I'll go action it? because I, I, I got a lot of sports going on. Okay. But I'm curious to know what the sports movie was. I'll stick with the action movie, but I'm curious to know what the sports movie was. I'll tell you what it was because I, I feel like maybe you should just watch it for like in our next, like watch this one. And then next week I'll suggest the other because I'd love to. Okay. I think on Netflix, you should do a rewatch because I just stumbled into it. I was like, I got nothing going on. I remember this. It's been over 10 years. Wow. And I remember when it came out and how like it was like a thing for us as a kid for like briefly. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe, you know, it wasn't a okay. whole thing. The Legend of Zorro with Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins. Okay. That's the action movie you want me to watch. That's the action movie I want to watch. It's certainly not the sports movie. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, I thought we were talking about the sports movie for a second. Okay, cool. But like, I remember because that I don't remember any of this movie and I know I've seen it. it. I I know, like, I remember a little, little bit of it, but I am, I think I remember enjoying it. Um, I do too. Like I feel so, like you and like, I I'm down to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. That I think that'll be a fun rewatch yes. for me. And it's a quick, it's not a long movie. It's a quick rewatch. It is funny. It's got action. 
<coughs> excuse me and it's it's like what's missing nowadays like you're gonna watch it and you're gonna say why don't they make movies like this anymore yeah i'm in i'm in um what do you got for me so what i got for you and what's interesting is i'm suggesting this for you because i got the same feeling after watching this movie recently where i was kind of like this it's a newer movie it came out this year but it has a vibe of a movie that we would have watched coming up in the 90s when we were kids okay um and so i am going to suggest for you a movie that came out in the last couple weeks it is starring ryan reynolds and it is called the adam project and it's on netflix I enjoy have Ryan you heard Reynolds. of this movie i have heard of it i have seen it's got ryan reynolds it's got a little trailer. bit of jennifer garner and it's got some mark ruffalo interesting yes and i was like ah, let me give this a shot and i really enjoyed myself watching it it felt like a throwback as far as like the plot was concerned to like just an old school like family adventure movie um that you would watch when you're like 10 or something and really enjoy. I okay. I'm down for so it. I want to see I if see, you get we're the, in the same, same vibe. vibe. Yeah, we're, we're in, in the same, same vibe. Yes, absolutely. It's we're, this week's Bailey yep, We're on the same wavelength. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Boobers All Stream. Uh, if you would, we would really appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is you're listening to our podcast. We are on all the major podcast platforms, and we are on Neil's website, which everyone should go check out because it's amazing. Glued to the screen.com. That's glued the number two the screen.com. Neil, what do you gotta say to the people? Stream on.